Welcome to the HUM Podcast, Highland University Ministries online space. We seek to be a voice that walks with you through scripture and helps guide you to pray out of scripture. Right now, we are studying through the book of Nehemiah together. So grab your Bibles and let's get started. If you are uncertain of what God wants you to do in life or how God wants you to install his kingdom further in the world, Keep trying to serve God faithfully, even if it feels like you are walking blindly. When we do not know what God wants us to do, we must not become paralyzed, but must continue to try to follow God's will, even if we know that we might be wrong. Nehemiah chapter 13 gives us an example of what this looks like in action, despite Nehemiah's doubts and fears of disappointing God. In Nehemiah 13, Nehemiah returns to Jerusalem from Babylon and sees that many of his previous reforms are not being followed. He restores these reforms while also discovering new ways that the citizens of Jerusalem are not following the book of Moses and making necessary reforms to follow the new laws. Throughout this chapter, every time Nehemiah makes a reform or reflects back on past reforms, he utters a repeated phrase, Remember me, God. This phrase does not just call for God to remember that Nehemiah exists, but comes with an expectation that God will act on behalf of Nehemiah and in favor of Nehemiah, while also acting against those who have not been following God faithfully. The theology that those who follow God will be rewarded while those who do not will be punished can be troubling when taken to modern extremes advocating the views of the prosperity gospel, but the idea that God rewards those who faithfully follow him is present throughout the Bible, albeit alongside examples like Job, in which a very faithful individual seems to be punished in spite of his faithfulness. Nehemiah also seems to be expressing some doubt as to whether what he has done in life has been what God has wanted him to do. Nehemiah seems to be reflecting on his life and career as a prophet of God and questioning whether his reforms have been what God has called him to do. While Nehemiah has spent years and years acting on God's behalf for the betterment of God's people, there is no indication in Nehemiah that he directly heard from God what God wanted Nehemiah to do. There is no Moses or Isaiah moment in which God tells Nehemiah what to do, and so Nehemiah has reached the end of his ministry, still questioning whether or not God will show him favor and if he has truly been faithful to God. This passage seems very modern in the sense that Nehemiah is trying to read his Bible and go to church and follow God faithfully without the advantages of God speaking very clearly and directly to him. This is not to say that God does not speak directly to people anymore, but that the vast majority of people seem to now be more reliant on personal discernment of the will of God than the people who appear in Scripture. This passage also seems relevant because many, if not all, people who are following Jesus believe that their faith will lead them to a more fulfilling life, maybe not in ways that current society believes to be fulfilling, 
but at least more filled with the fruits of the Spirit and other benefits. This passage reminds us that for even heroes of the Bible whose story has been read for thousands of years to guide the lives of those following God, doubt is present. Even during the last chapter of a ministry in which we might assume that faith would be most solid. While we often view doubt as the questioning of God's very existence, here doubt seems to be tied to God's will and work in the world and how the people of God should be working to carry out God's will and work in the world. I identify with Nehemiah strongly. When I was a teenager, I felt called to become a minister, and I devoted my life to fulfilling that calling. I went to ACU to study ministry, worked as many ministry internships as I could, earned a master's degree in ministry, and did everything I could to follow what I thought was God's clear call for me to enter ministry and do ministry work for the rest of my life. I did not want to leave ministry both out of personal pride and because I felt like I would be abandoning what God called me to do with my life. Now after working for more than a year at Chick-fil-A, God still has not opened any doors that lead back into full-time ministry. While I've plugged into Highland and become involved in several ministries, including the university ministry, I still do not fully feel like I am doing what God has called me to do. But I also wrestle with the fact that I seem to be doing good ministry at Chick-fil-A and that maybe what I interpreted as my calling may have been my own personal desire for full-time ministry rather than God's desire for me to be in ministry. I've seen other friends wrestle with similar questions as God has not opened doors for them to practice chosen careers, marry certain partners, or live in preferred places. It can be immensely frustrating to be attempting to follow God faithfully, but feel in the dark about what God wants for your life or what following God faithfully looks like. Nehemiah may give us some example of what faith in the dark looks like. Nehemiah does not become paralyzed by his doubts. Rather, he seeks to follow God as faithfully as possible based on his reading of scripture, his prayer life, and his personal and communal discernment of the will of God while hoping that what he is doing will find favor with God. Much like the parable of the talents in which the only worker God does not reward is the one who does nothing, Nehemiah seems to be attempting to lead a faithful life despite knowing that in the end, he might miss the mark. When we meet up against doubts or are uncertain of where God is leading us, perhaps the best thing we can do is faithfully go where we think God is leading us, relying on scripture, prayer, and our communities to guide us towards God, even when we know that we might be wrong. What do you think God's will for your life is? Do you feel like this is concrete, or do you have doubts about what this might be? How did you come about to this belief about God's will for your life? What experiences, thoughts, people, etc. have shaped this belief? How did you come about to this belief about God's will for your life? What experiences, thoughts, people, etc. have shaped this belief? What do you think God's will for the world is? 
How does your understanding of God's will for your life relate to your understanding of God's will for the world? If your understanding of God's will for your life became shaken or is in doubt currently, what are practices that you could rely on to help you discern how to faithfully serve God moving forward? This has been the life of Nehemiah. I hope that Nehemiah's life and your own life has intersected in powerful ways that creates personal growth for you and has helped you see the story of God more present in your life.